Welcome to Uncover the Human, where every conversation revolves around enhancing all the connections in our lives. Whether that's with our families, co-workers, or even ourselves. When we can be our authentic selves, magic happens. This is Christina Amigoni. And this is Alex Cullimore. Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. Authenticity means freedom. Authenticity means going with your gut. Authenticity is bringing 100% of yourself. Not just the parts you think people want to see, but all of you. Being authentic means that you have integrity to yourself. It's the way our intuition is whispering something deep-rooted and true. Authenticity is when you truly know yourself. You remember and connect to who you were before others told you who you should be. It's transparency, relatability, no frills, no makeup, just being. Welcome to the Uncover the Human podcast. If you're a regular listener to Uncover the Human, you may be surprised to hear a different voice welcoming you today and be curious where Alex and Christina may be. In fact, this is a very special episode today. I am your guest host, Kelly Opendorf, and I will be interviewing the amazing Christina Amagoni and Alex Cullimore for the recording of their 100th episode. So welcome, Christina and Alex, <laughs> to your 100th episode and huge congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is one of my favorite podcasts. So glad to be on. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah, we thought is it would it be one of really fun to turn the tables and interview the two of you today. So how does it feel to be in the hot seat? <laughs> well, with you, it's always great. in the I'm hot excited. seat. <laughs> we never know what question is going to turn up the heat under my yeah. chair. <laughs> well, you should be both be very excited about your 100th episode. That's a big accomplishment for an, uh, for a podcast, especially these days. Huh. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's been a journey. <laughs> it has been, been a journey. <laughs> It's kind of crazy. It's already 100 episodes. It kind of at one point feels like it's we started this two lifetimes ago and it on the other side, mm -hmm. I can't believe we're already at 100. Yep. Yeah, I was just talking about that with my husband and I was saying how the first 10, 15, even 20, it was this like anticipation of we're almost at 10, we're almost at 11, we're almost at 12. And then it's, you just kind of forget. And then, yeah, I happened to look at the numbers the other day and I'm like, wait, I'm typing in 98. Wow. We're almost at 100. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we all thought it would be really fun to just sort of turn the tables here and ask a little bit about the history of this podcast and how it's dovetailed into Siamo and what's changed and what you've learned so far. So maybe you all could take us back a little bit and share about the birth of the podcast, how it came to be and sort of what were the thoughts around it and what was inspiring about starting this podcast? Definitely. Alex, you want to start? Sure. I can, I can yeah. kick us off. So <laughs> I'm, I'm delegating the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I almost wanted to give to you, Christina, just because you had a great idea of when to incept this. Basically, when we started Siamo, we had upwards of, I don't know, 200 different ideas of things we wanted to do <laughs> with, with it. So it Sounds was right. a matter of like, we wanted to get to things like podcasts and we wanted to get to things like you know, writing a book or having clients or getting to human centric solutions that we've, we finally have a lot more definition on now, a hundred episodes later, but 
basically, we incepted the whole company a little bit before COVID started, uh, maybe, I don't know, eight months before everything started to shut down. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of different ideas at that point. We were kind of in the, let's build a software platform, and then we'll get business. And then when we have the business, we'll be able to start a podcast. Then a global pandemic hits, everything flips upside down. Christina is operating half as a teacher, half as a (laughs) consultant uh, with us at at Siamo. And so everything has gone awry. We're trying to figure out what we do, how we stay connected. And Christina texts me at some point out of the blue and goes, yeah, we should start the podcast now. And (laughs) there was truly no reason not to. We were all sitting in our houses and it was something we'd always wanted to do. And it was this great lesson in let's jump in before we're ready and give ourselves permission to do something we wanted to do. So that ended up being just a huge turning point mentally for the mental health of the company of, hey, what if we just started giving ourselves permission to do the things that we said we wanted to do instead of weirdly gatekeeping ourselves and waiting for some mysterious third party to go deliver the permission we were looking for. (laughs) That's definitely a good summary of the journey. All the ideas, I think doing a podcast was always one of the top ideas from the beginning, but it was definitely... 15th or 20th down the line of after this happens and after this happens and after this happens and after this happens, we'll do a podcast. Now, from a book perspective, we're still in that phase of we want to write a book and it's after this (laughs) happens, after this happens. So we'll let you know when the book comes out. It'll probably be some midlife crisis text that one of us sends and like, we're starting the book now. (laughs) But the podcast was very much that. I actually remember I was up in Keystone on vacation with my family and I was listening to podcasts and I can't remember which one I was listening to. It wasn't an usual one, though. It's probably one of the Science of Success show episodes. And it was some leader, you know, leader expert that was talking on how you know, if you want to get to a certain point and do the things you want to do, you just have to start. You just have to know that it's going to take you calling a hundred people on a sales call to maybe get one to listen, but you're never going to get to the one if you don't do the 100. And so just get used to the fact that 99 are not going to happen and one may or may not be listening. And so I kind of translated that into what we were doing. You know, I got the motivation and the midlife crisis in the middle of a pandemic of why are we waiting? There's nothing else we're doing that's really a priority. I mean, we're doing all these other things anyway. We want to do them all. If we're trying to build a business, Mm -hmm. then let's try to build a business and do the podcast and keep talking about writing a book, but not writing it and do these all these other things. (laughs) See which one will move us forward once we actually throw them all on the wall. And the podcast was really a, a sanity. Thing. It was the giving us permission to be who we are in a safe space, safe because it's not live and we're not on a stage, unsafe because then hundreds of people listen to it, but well, that's after the fact, so too bad. And, <laughs> and then it was also a way to connect with the pandemic and the disconnection between people. It was how do we meet people? How do we talk to them? How do we have conversations? And this was, mm-hmm. was the way that it started. Wow, that's awesome. And it kind of sounds like, especially during the pandemic and we're all home and we're isolating, we're isolating with our families, that this actually could really be a light, even for the two of you, to be able to connect outside of our four walls and our families and really reach out and do what the mission of this podcast was designed for in the first place. And of course, what Seattle is designed for, which is that human connection. Yeah. Indeed. 
became a bit of a lifeline, I think, in that way. We were redefining everything about what we wanted Seattle to be, how we wanted it to be. And we needed to, that connection, I think, to reach out to other people, to start bouncing some ideas off of and to just to have that point of, hey, we'd love to talk to you. And, and it became such an exciting thing to do every week or every two times a week, sometimes, sometimes like four times a week, we've had yes. episode recordings <laughs> and we get to talk to people about something they're passionate about. I mean, it's, it became this incredible connection point where they get to share something they love and we get to hear like all these fascinating angles of some new topic we'd never knew about or, or didn't know existed. And we got to put it all into this umbrella and got to be help share it. And it became this just really fun project that was definitely a bit of a lifeline, I think, for connection for us during the mm-hmm. initial phase of the pandemic, especially. Mm. Yeah, I can really see that for sure. And sort of speaking of your guests, it would be wonderful to hear from both of you. What are either a guest or a couple of guests that's really stuck out to you? And what have you learned from them? And how have you changed through the conversations that you've had with these people that you that maybe just kind of stick out to you? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a tough one because we've had so many that just, yeah. And everybody's so uniquely incredible with what they're doing and courageous and brave. I would say, I don't know why, but the first one that comes to mind as soon as you asked was Duncan. Duncan lives in Paris. Well, actually lives in France now. When we interviewed him, he lived in Paris. He's Canadian originally. The conversation with him, it was, I think he was our first across the pond guest, like non-US based guest. So that was also a big highlight was like, wow, you know, like not only we get to do this within time zones or within the Denver metro area, but we get to do this across continents. And he was a connection that I made through LinkedIn just organically. His feed showed up on mine through mutual connections. We started following each other. We started chatting on the side. We noticed that we kind of had this very close alignment in values. Mm-hmm. We kind of reached out and said like, hey, you know, like we have a pod- this podcast. We'd love to have you on if you'd like to be on. And he immediately said yes. And we had a, a wonderful conversation on respect mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. to really make it at the core of how we relate to other humans and how and our actions and how we show up. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely a hugely memorable episode for me because of his vulnerability in the episode and also just really thinking through something that's so almost forgotten. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, we should respect others. Done. Let's go grocery shopping or, you know, let's get on this meeting. But when do you actually get to sit down and think and define and unpack what respect is means and how it's manifested and what happens when it's not there for an hour or an hour and a half. Mm. I could see how that could be really powerful and really dissecting respect. And you're right. It's sort of a term that gets thrown around and we all know how much of a lack of respect we have in our societies and to figure out what your definition is and, and dive into that topic. Right. Be really impactful for sure. Yeah, I would agree. 
that episode with Duncan was great. I'd have a hard time picking one because I feel like I'm going to end up excluding somebody. You know, we, and I don't know that we have time to go through, you know, a hundred guests, but <laughs> it's been, there's something just different to learn each time. Duncan did a great job of unpacking something that is core. And to your point, Kelly, like we take it for granted at one point. We're like, oh, we need respect, but what does that really mean? And we've had a few of those conversations. Randall's topic on relationships and why mm-hmm. that like all of these things that are core to how we function well as humans. And we don't necessarily spend time thinking about because we assume things like, well, yeah, we need respect. And we don't think about what it means to do that. Well, we need boundaries. Okay, well, what does it mean to do that? How do you, I remember in the last podcast with Simon Snack and Brene Brown and Adam Grants, they talked about like how, yes, you can ask for boundaries and how well are you doing it respecting them? And that's a good portion to think about, you know, how do, how are we bringing these out ourselves? And that's been, it's hard to point to any, specific conversation that we've gotten to have but so many of them in my mind relate back to that concept of going to the abstract core of something that we all kind of know is important and getting to dissect that a little bit so we can plug it in better since it's already going to be part of the through line of our lives absolutely and what i hear in both of what you've said is is so much of that aligned value between the guests that you've had and what you do who you are what siamo is and and how that really just exemplifies how your guests exemplify the values that are instilled in in this podcast in Siamo and really just in who you are for the world. Yeah, I think we, I don't even know how we came up with a theme. The theme of the podcast is authenticity and how do we show up authentically? How do we live a a life of authenticity? And I really do not remember why or how we picked that topic, but I do remember when I mentioned it to my husband that, you know, we're starting a podcast and he's like, oh, okay, what's the theme? It's like authenticity. And he's like, how can that be a whole podcast? That's a 10 minute definition. I'm like, is it? Oh, is it? Is that 10 minute definition? And does everybody have the same definition? Like, I think there's more to that. So we're going to go and try this out. <laughs> Two years later, we've had a hundred different definitions of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think yeah. one of the things that the reason we ended up starting that is because uh, the mission for Siamo originally, the vision is, is like, what if we create a place where people can bring their whole selves to work? They can be themselves and have that connection to who they are in in a holistic sense. And so that felt like a pretty natural tie into authenticity. And it's funny that Jeff had that reaction because when I was... <laughs> Picking authenticity, we were thinking about authenticity, it felt almost too broad. Is this going to even attract people to it? Because it's something so broad, we could we could put anything under it, which was also a little bit by design. We get to have all the conversations we get to have because in our minds, it's a giant umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's almost as, have you guys ever seen what, like those mosaics that are made of individual pictures and each individual picture is completely different, but then when they come together, they actually form a larger picture. I almost feel like that's what the theme of authenticity is doing for our podcast and what we've built and created and gathered with all the answers and all the conversations is we just kind of put the word authenticity on top of this blank canvas. And then each guest and each conversation, it's its own scene of unpacking themselves and their definition and their life and their passion. And somehow at some point, they're all going to form this gigantic large image, but I still don't know what that looks like. <laughs> well, in my mind, what just came up was this beautiful vision of all of those little tiny mosaics with all these individuals that, and the bigger image is really the heart, yes. you know, the beating yes. heart and how that connects each of us yeah. to each other and to our own values. Yeah. 
All right. So now we need a graphic artist to actually make that happen. <laughs> Any candidates can reach reach out Falling to us. Out too. <laughs> <laughs> now soliciting bids. I mean, given that basically every one of these has been recorded over Zoom, I feel like we already have the tiles for a mosaic. We just need somebody yes. to put them into hey, this okay. nice uh, look. <laughs> Great. So what have you noticed about yourselves as you have developed and grown your audience? What's changed within you during this time? Not only like just this time during podcast, just, you know, we've also gone through just this very traumatic global <laughs> trauma, that I guess is the best word for it. You know, as your guests have sort of cycled through and you have been growing, you know, what are some of the highlights that you've noticed about yourself that's changed? Most immediately, when we first started it, we were doing all of our editing ourselves. And so the most immediate change that happened right away was having to listen to ourselves for you know, hours <laughs> at a time. And very quickly, you stop using fillers because once you hear yourself say, um, or like 900 times in the course of a 45 minute recording, you start to correct that real, real hard. <laughs> so that was one getting over that and feeling like it's a lot easier just to have a conversation and go to where we want to go. I think over the course of two years, I feel like we've gotten much more succinct about what we're saying, how we're saying it. We get some good flow going and we've gained a more ability to get that flow with people that we've only met a couple of times at most before we jump on a podcast with them. Yeah, we've definitely gotten faster at getting to know people. And having those conversations with complete strangers. You know, we used to have longer prep calls or we used to have multiple prep calls before the actual recording. And now there's times where we don't even have a prep call. If we know enough about the person through the recommendation or through chatting away and looking at what they're doing and them looking at what we're doing, we just jump in. We, you know, we schedule the recording and then we talk quickly in the first few minutes what we're how we're, we're gonna structure it and which is really free form, but you know, how we're going to start, you know, what the overall topic may be. And then we just do it. We just go. So I see, I'd say that, you know, we definitely got better at that and faster at that. The fillers, for sure. We've learned to just <laughs> pause and not say anything instead of using the fillers. And also personally, from, I guess, my point of view of my own growth is having given us permission to do something that we wanted to do without the immediate, well, but how's that going to grow your business? And how much money are you going to get out of that? And is that your marketing? And is that this? Like without having to fit it into a business plan box that somebody else dictated, you know, a hundred years ago on how a business should grow and just giving us sales permission to do something that we just wanted to do because we wanted to do it. That was it. We wanted to have the experience and we wanted to have the conversations and we wanted to meet people and give them a chance to share their passion. That is the basic, the most basic reason why we did this. And we're still doing that. There's still no ulterior motive for doing it. But that, while at the beginning, I felt like it opened up the door of giving us permission. I think the result for me was that it kind of opened up a whole new universe of showing up and courage and even things like, you know, integrity. Integrity is one of my top core values. And for me, it means that walking the talk, I can't say something and then not walk it <laughs> and not do it. And the podcast 
has given me almost a chance to not get away with not walking the talk. Uh, if I record a whole episode talking about the importance of having difficult conversations, every single time I have to have the difficult conversations, and some weeks it feels like it's a daily thing, I think back of the fact that like, you know what, I just published a recording that people have heard of me saying that difficult conversations are necessary. So I can't shy away from that. I'm going to have to walk the talk. That's so powerful. And that like bringing in those values. And also right at the beginning of, of what you just said was when you removed the in order to's, in order to accomplish this, in order to achieve that, and you really came back, it was what I heard was that your values have really had the opportunity to shine mm-hmm. and reflect like, oh, right. I said this. <laughs> I'm holding yeah. mm-hmm. myself <laughs> accountable for what I said now. <laughs> our podcast is like our own self-ratcheted <laughs> accountability yes. measure. Just yeah. we'll keep turning it and then we can't go back. Yeah. But it's, a, it's, I like how you said that Kelly, because we did have to remove a lot of the in order twos and, we almost replaced the in order twos with the external things that were supposed to be done. You know, this has to fit in some business plan where the in order to became in order to fulfill the idea that we wanted to do this. Like it became important just to fulfill our values, to fulfill the thing that we wanted to get out of that, to try it. And that giving ourselves permission to do that and make that important enough to take action has made a huge difference in how we show up as a company, how we show up in our lives, how we just approach wanting to do things and allowing that to be enough to start Mm. minus the book, which we still have to start. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll have a lot of content once that book does get started because of how rich (laughs) these experiences and these conversations that are very evident that have had an impact on your life, haven't had an impact on your business, your Mm -hmm. relationships in both areas and who you are as core human beings. It definitely has. It's like a never-ending library of knowledge. All these conversations. It's like like he there's no subject that's there's no definition, there's no word, there's no experience that we can say, or at least I can say, yeah, got it. I know exactly what that is. I don't have to learn anything more about that. It's like we learn so much from the people that we interview and from having these conversations and every time it's like whoa okay you know <laughs> light bulb moments just mind blowing moments <laughs> you name it there's hardly and not a single one conversation that doesn't include a huge learning lessons for ourselves or you know our own life our guests and you know just learning from them and also just you know the human experience life for everybody else how do we relate in the next meeting, in the next encounter, how do we look at somebody or somebody's life or even a group of people differently? That I think the level of empathy that has flourished just listening to people and their stories and what they go through and what they're passionate about, it's incredible. Mm. I think for me, one of the pure joys in life is just getting to brainstorm and create, especially around something that somebody's particularly interested in. And we've been very lucky. All of our guests have been open enough to share all of their passions with us. And they're very open about it. And they'll talk about all these angles. And when we reflect pieces of it or brainstorm other ideas that kind of connect to it, this whole shared knowledge base happens for a little hour where we all build on this topic and 
I feel incredibly lucky that Christina and I get to be kind of in the thick of all of those because each one of those conversations to your point, Christina, just adds a whole new layer. And so it just feels like this continual learning in the best way possible where you just get to hear flowing excitement from people and you start to think about all the ways that you want to apply that or wow, what an impact Mm -hmm. that could make. And it's so exciting just to get all of those pieces clicking together and building this giant mosaic and this puzzle that has no edges. You just keep going and going and going. Yeah, I'm so glad that you both touched on that because we started with like, how has it changed you? But also, as you both have spoken, Mm -hmm. it seems to me that your view of the world has also really shifted inside of these conversations. And we can be so focused on the negative and what's not working and and all of those, those more negative perspectives. And what I really get from what you both just shared is how much that your personal experience with each of your guests has has really expanded your views on just humanity in, in general. It definitely has. It's tempting to feel like you need to be the expert when you jump in, especially when you're starting your own company. You want to be you want to be able to provide some competence and, and feel very confident that you are covering the bases. And one thing I think that this has done is when you have conversations with people who have so many new perspectives and viewpoints, you get very comfortable with the idea that you definitely don't know it all. You're never going to know it all. And there's always going to be somebody who has something that can help and build here. And that getting comfortable with that really removes that pressure of feeling like, well, I have to know everything. Like, There's absolutely no way that we could know everything. And it also helps us, I think, know that there's abundance out there. There's so much out there that you're never going to run out. You're never going, you don't need to feel limited. You don't need to feel like you're stopping yourself. And that has been another huge internal turning point, allowing us to have a lot more comfort in engaging with the world and playing uh, in a much more infinite game kind of way. There's no limits at that point when you start to get comfortable with the idea that you're you're never going to reach the edge. And I think it also, for me personally, at least, that has helped me hone into my listening skills, really kind of open up the space, listen, actively and deeply, but also hone into the key points of what somebody's talking about, the key story, the energy that that goes with what they're saying. I see that almost without consciously doing it, but unconsciously showing up in most interactions that I now have outside of the podcast, and especially in business. I think even with our clients, once you know the business part started ramping up again, we we showed up differently mm-hmm. with our clients than we would have pre-podcast, I think, because of a lot of what Alex just said. We didn't show up with the fear or the expectations that we were the experts in the room. And we needed to show that all the time, be the ones talking, be the ones directing, be the ones giving the plans, being the ones that continuously show our value through talking (laughs) and commanding and directing and taking space. We did something that's not easy coming from past work experiences, but we shifted to believing in creating the space for our clients. And we're just there to create the container for them to go through what they need to go through with guidance, with accountability, with the the occasional expertise addition, but it's a very different way of really relating to clients. It's not that let me come in and tell you what to do and then do it for you when you're not going to do it. We kind of stepped back and we're like, well, how about we don't do that? Mm. 
Yeah, it just reminds me of the first word of this podcast, which is uncover, and that mm-hmm. you're really helping your clients uncover their own gift and their own expertise. And mm-hmm. rather than taking that lead, if we're the experts and as consultants, mm-hmm. like, you know, in some ways, I think there's this idea that we have to prove ourselves as these experts. But what I love about what you just said is that you help them uncover their own expert, their own knowledge, and really have that come forth so that they can build on that themselves. (laughs) When we leave, they're there by themselves. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have to figure it out, right? And and I love that building of confidence and entrusting of themselves and of each other. I think it turned out that that was more the expertise we had wanted to build all along was our ability to hold that space because mm. we like living in that value or that integrity that you're talking about, Christina, being able to walk the talk. And that feels uh, just good to be able to do that. And when you start to see that, like, there's value in just helping people unlock their own values and that that takes a significant amount of listening and container holding and space and wanting to hold them accountable to what they have stated that they want and what you sense that they want through their their general interactions and their, what they're showing up with that turned out to be the expertise that has been what we can bring and it's mm-hmm. not a model it's not something we can push down people's throats it's just the ability to hold that and hold the accountability and that's that's been a just really fun skill to build because we get to do it through things like this podcast where we get to have conversations and it's through connection and it feels very organic and it feels very fulfilling. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And yeah, something I've certainly noticed as well that's working with the two of you is your ability to hold that space. And what's really resonating for me is, is when we do that and your clients really do understand that they are the cause, they are the cause for the transformation. They are the cause for their own integrity and their own accountability. And that once they start to see that, that they actually start to uncover their own shortcomings or their own challenges, rather than you saying, here's your challenge. Here's what the problem is. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, bringing curiosity to the conversation and helping them really uncover that for themselves. And that I think is really where the true transformation comes from because it takes time to uncover that. It takes time for us to realize and become introspective. It becomes a practice. And I love that that's just the mission of this podcast and the mission of Siamo and the work with the clients as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, transformation is a choice. Change is a choice. Mm-hmm. And so we can do it for them. Do we have a guess on what the problems may be? Yes. But is it our place to point them out and work through them? Not really. Because <laughs> we're not the ones that have to change. Mm-hmm. And in addition to it, maybe it not being our place. I mean, how helpful has it ever been in any relationships <laughs> to be like, here's what's wrong about you. <laughs> here's what I think you could work on. <laughs> that doesn't create defensiveness or anything. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Usually people are like, oh, yeah, thanks so much for pointing that out. <laughs> oh, fantastic. No. What please, a learning please, opportunity. I know. Please tell me, what can I do about it? Yeah, my husband loves open. that. My kids and my husband love it. <laughs> <laughs> We tell you it's wrong. (laughs) 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 
Well, we've mm. kind of talked a lot about how we've kind of gotten to this moment, to this 100th episode. And what are your visions for as you move forward to the 101st and beyond for your episodes? Who are you hoping to attract, to bring on, to talk to, and to continue to expand these definitions of authenticity, of integrity, of uncovering the human? <laughs> I'll go. I guess... I don't know. I do like the fact that we've been able to create a platform for people that may not have the opportunity to share their passion in a public way. Mm. Or maybe if they do, it's not at all as often. So it's not, you know, we we haven't had any huge name. We haven't had the the Simon Sinex and the Brene Brown and the Adam Grants of the world, which, I mean, please, if you want to come on the podcast, we won't say no, but... <laughs> <laughs> open invitation. Open invitation. <laughs> you know, with some bribery, if we can figure that out. <laughs> you know, it's almost been nice to being a to be able to give the platform to somebody who is so passionate and so brave and vulnerable about what they what they're doing and who they are and how they show up. But they don't get to share it except for their one-on-ones or with their clients or with, you know, whoever gives them permission to speak because it's not, they're not a, a huge personality. They're not, they're not known. Uh, and so they don't get the 10 phone calls a day of, hey, come to my speaking event and come to my show and come to this and mm. let's do, you know, an HBO special. They don't get the opportunity as easily, at least. Mm-hmm. And so that's been one of the things that I want to continue to do is finding those people that are changing the world. They're making the world mm-hmm. a better place, but they're not on the front page of magazines if they still exist or even Google search or any mm-hmm. of those. Right. I would have a very hard time agreeing more with that. I think that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, that is that was where my mind went to was like first I was like, well, I mean, you know, pie in the sky, it'd be awesome to have Simon Snack and yeah. uh, Adam Grant and Brene Brown on the podcast. And of course we would never say no to that. But one of the exciting things about doing this with so many people that might not have that platform or just don't don't have necessarily a giant name currently is that you start to realize that there's genius everywhere. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. has this this passion and this power. And when you start to feel the world that way everyone becomes just a small lens into their own potential you get to see what this person's capable of and what they're already doing what they have done what brought them to that and getting to know those stories and see the absolute power that each person brings to the room it's hard to lose faith in humanity after that point because you start to see just so many incredible people in all areas and you start to feel like well that must be everybody Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what you said, just the diversity of ideas and mm-hmm. thoughts and people and their hearts and how valuable that that can be to our our own lives and meeting people who are different and who have different businesses that have, have really innovated the human space. Um, I, I'm thinking of the last podcast with Neil and Rafael, yeah. who have this manufacturing company. And you know, you wouldn't think that that human perspective, like our, our, our maybe our stereotypes of those types of businesses mm-hmm. don't involve like really the human perspective, but then what they brought and what they bring and, and what they bring out, the trust that they, that they have in the people that work for them, like that diversity you were talking mm-hmm. about 
right now of, of that perspective and, and the various perspectives that I've been hearing on your podcast will be coming again, right? Or or coming soon. These these new people, this new mm-hmm. these new ideas and diversity is, is so exciting and so valuable as well to our own growth. Yeah, it truly is. I'm glad you brought up Neil and Rafal. Yeah. They are probably my new personal heroes as far mm-hmm. as uh, starting yeah. and running companies in just an incredibly human way. I mean, the way they've done it, approached it, and their humility through it is incredible to be able to be mm-hmm. witness to. And that's another kind of weird angle of this. We've met so many people who've done such incredible things. Like I, I think a previous version of myself might've been a, a lot more jealous or insecure or worried about like, oh my God, look at all the things these people have accomplished mm-hmm. and look how they've done it. And like, how do you possibly measure up to this? And mm-hmm. when you start to see that scale of, of how many people are doing that, it starts to become less personally pressuring, at least for me, I feel mm-hmm. like, and more like, oh, wow, there's so much potential out there and I want to learn from everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you, at least I almost stopped worrying about measuring up to it. Why are we comparing ourselves to somebody else anyway? It's become more of a, given the uniqueness and the diversity, Kelly, as you pointed out, of even just our our pool of speakers and who we've talked to, everybody's making a difference. Everybody is moving the needle, the collective needle in their own way. And there is no way to measure them to each other because it's so different. And it needs to be so different because as humans, we are completely different and unique from each other. We have similar things, but we show up differently. Our experiences are completely separate and different. And so there's there's really no reason to compare yeah. who's doing more. What about if everybody just did? That's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, respected each other well for their own diversity and their own perspective. Yeah. And one thing I'll just add before kicking it over to you, Alex, is that different, the differences in how people show up, I think also has this tremendous impact to connect to ourselves as well and teach us more about ourselves as individuals and as the collective. And that's one of the things I love about meeting people that are just so different from me is, is that I get to learn a little more about myself, where my own boundaries are, what my own beliefs are, and also adopt some of those and be like, oof, that was a value that I just, I can either add to the value that's already part of myself or man, like that really made an impact on me. I want to think about that more and, and how how I change and how I grow inside of the meetings of other others with different perspectives in myself. Yeah. Even we learn about our own biases. Mm. And sure. it is a huge mirror of realizing like I had or I have a bias because of what they're saying, how they're saying it, what they're doing. And I am breaking that bias down. I'm choosing curiosity over the comfort of the bias. And mm-hmm. I'm choosing to see things from a different perspective. And that breaks the walls down. No, it's beautifully said on both your parts. I think that is some of the, the magic of getting to meet such a diversity of people is seeing all of those pieces and deciding, hey, this could this I'd really love to adopt more of that thought into my life. And suddenly you have a brand new avenue to explore. And when you've done that a couple of times, you're like, okay, well, there's got to be endless avenues to explore now because I had no idea some of these existed. And suddenly you've you've got an entire network of places. You're like, there's there's no reason to think that you would have to limit yourself or hold on to beliefs just because they have been. And 
it's a lot harder to do that, which is great. Like to to your point, Christina, like you challenge that bias with that curiosity, and it's mm. it, it allows a, a much more open mindset. I love what you just said there. Challenge your biases with mm-hmm. curiosity, and what a what a power that can actually bring to healing ourselves, healing relationships, healing the world is actually bringing curiosity to your bias and recognizing, oh, that's actually that's a belief I've held. And now seeing it from this other perspective, can I actually be curious about where that came from? And then I have a choice. I can let it go. I can change it. I can keep it. (laughs) You know, maybe you don't change. But bringing a level of curiosity to that bias is beautiful. It's such power, such healing potential. Amazing. Amazing. So I would love to ask, what are your definitions of authenticity? <laughs> Ooh, I even knew this was coming and I still didn't prepare for it. <laughs> Maybe that that's my manifestation of authenticity. Mm. <laughs> Procrastinate yeah, to the level of not being prepared. <laughs> Actually, I kind of, uh, because I also didn't prepare, I'm now going to just riff <laughs> off of that. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the seed. <laughs> Part of it, though, is that like authenticity is somewhat an in-the-moment thing. There is yes. a bit of like, how mm-hmm. am I showing up currently? Because you you understand more of who you are and how that might be affecting general patterns. And the more awareness you get, the easier it is to kind of be in touch with where you might be on a on a given day. And right now, that is, I feel currently very open to like conversation like this. I feel like I'm I'm in a good like learning mindset, and that is it authenticity is a kind of living in that moment to moment change of yourself and knowing some of that and being able to as best as possible bring some intentionality to all of the all of who you are and who you want to be yeah well thanks for validating or justifying my procrastination but <laughs> <laughs> i agree i mean pre- preparing for a definition of authenticity is doesn't feel very authentic because it's a lot of what's happening now. How did I sleep tonight? What happened yesterday? What am I thinking about? How this conversation in itself has changed my experience and who I am as a person. And I remember my original de- definition when we started the podcast was authenticity for me was a social contract between having the courage to show up as our true selves in a space where people will accept us for that. And we feel like we belong. And I would say that's still true. I still like that definition. I still believe in that with the much bigger, I guess, and complex part of that, which is sometimes we are not our true selves and that's okay. We can still forgive ourselves. Sometimes we don't have the courage to go 100% true, but we can go 80% true. And that's all we can give to the day. And so, and we're still, and that's still authentic and that's still success. And then the the creating the space for somebody else, I find that after two years of podcast and, and Siamo work, it's so incredibly missing. <laughs> it's painfully missing in most of our societies and daily life. And it's so absolutely necessary. And so finding a way to learn to create that space and to understand what that means. What is that space that we can create for others? Part of what I think we've learned with 
being on the side of listening and opening up the space is how many people are just desperate to have that space, to mm-hmm. show up, to talk about what's on their minds, to to go through the, the thoughts and the pains and the brainstorming and learning through sharing. And there's almost this, you know, you're almost, it's almost like most people are in a desert and they finally find water. Mm. It's painful to see. It's it's incredible. And it's painful to know that that's the reality of most of our daily lives. Yeah. When we realize, I think the masks that we've been playing with and presenting, especially in the work environment where we've always been taught to leave your personal at the door, which you know, three of us know for sure we does not happen. <laughs> and the fact is, is that the fact that we have to hide our true authentic selves in order to go to work and then watching those masks come, come down can be painful at the beginning when we recognize like, oof, I have been either creating an environment where people feel like they have to put masks on or my mask has been what's been driving the show and it's covering up insecurities and and those vulnerabilities that I've been taught that I have had to shut down or, or withdraw from. And that can be a painful experience. And I think of growth sometimes in that in the sense of, of a flower or a plant that has to you know, travel from its seed and break open the shell. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it has to go towards the light, even in the darkness. And you know, meander through pebbles and and pressure and continue to move through these more challenging places in, in, to, in order to like pop through the surface. And once that plant or that flower gets to come through the surface of the ground and open towards the sun, that is where that beauty really can be seen and, and the and the growth and recognizing that growth recognizing what it takes, like such courage. I think both of you have said that today, what courage it takes to come out of our shells and out of our own seeds to travel and and see our true selves and the uncovering of that can be incredibly powerful. I love the metaphors you guys both brought up. And the an interesting portion is that I've heard a couple of people talk about some of their journey and they finally get to express themselves. And I've often heard similar language, some different metaphors, Christina, you were talking about, you finally like get to water. And then that's a very obviously nourishing core part to life, you need water. And Kelly, you're talking about a flower that's having such a hard time to get to the surface, but you get to the surface, you get the sunlight, this nourishment idea comes up. And I've often thought of it as like finally getting your head above water, and you take that first breath of air, and suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, there was a totally different way to live. And I was just talking to people at the last weekend of coaching training and what this has meant to them how it's changed them and they were talking about feeling like they just woke up for the first time and now they're conscious of things and there's so much reflection in the language when people get to that of something deeply nourishing that feels like it would have been impossible to live without like water or air or any anything that is so core to our beings and we come up with these metaphors fairly easily when we have experienced some of this And it's interesting how much that vitality keeps resonating every time I hear people talk about that journey, that moment where there is something that was so core missing that is suddenly available and incredible to think of the power of that. And to your point, Christina, the the sadness of how long it might have taken to get to that and how much I would love to allow people to have more of that earlier. Mm. Breaking away from the matrix. Mm. 
you can't yeah. undo it once you do it. <laughs> once you see it. <laughs> and isn't it interesting that we create movies around mm -hmm. the fact that authenticity is suppressed in real life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder why we spend so much time suppressing that. And and it has taken a while to get comfortable with it. But to, I love the mosaic idea and some of that building of all the individual pictures and how everybody still is creating an even larger picture in their individual pictures. Mm -hmm. Every time we've gotten to open up some of that and see people really access that, you see this gap of, of available potential that would never have been able to be reached before. There was some ceiling that was being hit before people could actually be a little bit more comfortable and express themselves. And the second you get to that point, mm -hmm. there's all of this available space that you had no idea existed. And it's thrilling when you get to experience that and see other people enter that space. And it reminds me of how much we're kind of missing out on leaving on the table when we don't find the ways to encourage mm -hmm. and create that space. Mm -hmm. Oof, that's powerful. And and what I saw and what you said was, you know, there's kind of these two collective consciousnesses, probably more than that, happening, right? And one is this idea that suppressing these parts of ourselves is what we should do. You know, whether or not we've learned that from our parents, our caregivers, our peers, whatever. I can see it even happening with, you know, even raising kids of like how much pressure there is to be this way or that way or not this way or taller or whatever the current whatever that should be and isn't and how we start to build those walls. And then what you said, Alex, is, you know, here you are in this coaching program and people are waking up and they see mm -hmm. that there's this ocean of possibility that can, and potential that is who they can be and how these two sort of simultaneous collective mindsets can live going from one to another is exactly what we've just talked about. It's taking that first breath. It's releasing the pressure valve. It's reaching that sun, that taking that drink, whatever our metaphors are, how incredibly powerful, but also affirming it can be like, wow, I've been feeling like I've been alone on this private island or the Sahara desert and thinking I'm the only one that that is experiencing this suppression. And really, it's such a collective experience. We've all felt like we've had to put the mask on. I certainly have felt that way and still sometimes feel that mm -hmm. way because of that collective agreement that, mm -hmm. that can really be so detrimental to who we are as authentic human beings. We just need to change the collective agreement. It's so simple. Simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be done by the 101st episode. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. And again, just congratulations on such a successful podcast. And thank you all for uncovering each of our human and our guests and in the company and, and just who you both are. And I'm looking so forward to all the new people that will be coming forth and mm -hmm. in these these new episodes that are going to come out <laughs> yeah thank you thank you Kelly. we'd love to be on the hot seat <laughs> yes i'll put you there again sometime. <laughs> let's just make it a recurring thing and thank you to all our guests and all our listeners and to yes, all future guests you. and listeners thank you for listening to uncover the human Siamo podcast Special thanks to our podcast operations wizard, Jake Lara, and our score creator, Rachel Sherwood. 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please share, review, and subscribe. You can find our episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love to hear from you with feedback, topic ideas, or questions. You can reach us at podcast at wearesiamo.com or at our website, wearesiamo.com, LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. We Are Siamo is spelled W-E-A-R-E-S-I-A-M-O. Until next time, listen to yourself, listen to others, and always uncover the human. Music